who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon. Welcome back, you bunch of jack wagons. It's another meeting of the Mullet Mafia. Uh, once again, I'm jo- I'm George. I'm Nick. I'm also Nick, but yeah, also he's George. Apparently, also Nick, but he's definitely George. It's the metaverse. Uh, we can be whoever we want to be. Exactly. You know, uh, we were we were talking about the intro right before we started. Got me all messed up. But anyway, uh, a great week, or I should say, great weekend of sports ahead of us, and it's already getting started. It's it's my favorite weekend. It's it's weird because like there's so many college games. I always forget that they do this. Uh, there's so many college games that they don't do any NFL games tonight. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, we're getting into my favorite weekend between, um, the playoffs for college football, New Year's Day bowl games, uh, and then I mean you have NFL ramping up. Um, you have the Winter Classic, which is already like the NFL is basically in playoffs already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna get to the playoff scenarios in a little bit. Nick and I were talking about it, and it's like every team that has like any shot of getting into the playoffs right now has like a laundry list of like items, and it was just it was it was hurting our brains, and we're just like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna simplify this down, so we'll get to that. I can't wait till we can pay somebody to look at exactly <laughs> pay a writer to write up our episodes for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Um. Speaking of college football. Um. Gonna go over some scores here from the past few bowl games. Uh, Houston uh, beat up on Auburn. Uh, Auburn was actually up at halftime, and then Houston came out in the second half and just and it almost looked like Auburn kind of like quit. I was like, oh damn. Um, Air Force uh, wins over Louisville. Texas Tech um, gets some revenge on their old coach Mike Leach. Uh, Mike Leach was talking a bunch of shit before that game, <laughs> saying how you know Texas Tech still owes him and all this stuff because they fired him years and years ago um and they, they they just did not come out to play at all and, and texas tech just whooped their ass um speaking of whooping ass minnesota just steamrolled west virginia um there was a graphic and it came up and i they were talking about the minnesota linemen and all five of them were over 350 pounds oh my God. and it was just like like they have the like heaviest uh i guess total offensive line it was just ungodly. I was like, oh, my God. And yet they can't run the fucking football. <laughs> um, Love to see it. So, yeah, and then uh, North Carolina State and UCLA were supposed to play a bowl game in uh, San Diego. Um, and four hours before the game, UCLA is like, yeah, you know what? Mm, we don't feel like playing anymore. And just packed up and went home. And North Carolina State is pissed off. A lot of their fans are pissed off. A lot of college football fans in general are pissed off about this. Um, like, I mean, it is one thing if you genuinely have, um, you know, a lot of players out with COVID and stuff, but like, usually, you know, that like the morning of, or the night before, um, not just four hours before kickoff. And I mean, all these reports are coming out that they were at SeaWorld the day before, um, (laughs) the the game was supposed to happen. And that's not uncommon for teams to do on bowl games. Uh, you know, they usually go out, they do a lot of events for, the sponsors, things like that. Um, so it's not unusual. And, you know, the next day they're like, yeah, you know what? We're, we we can't play. Um, allegedly, then it came out that 
they just packed up their whole locker room like the night before, or at least the whole day before the game. And then four hours before is when they finally notified everybody that, hey, we're not playing. Um, Rough. So, yeah, just, just a bunch of bullshit. And I, I really feel bad for North Carolina State. Um, there was an interview with uh, NC State's coach when they got off the plane back in Raleigh. And uh, he just, he laid into the NCAA. He was like, this is basically just caught everything bullshit um, and, and the way they handled everything. And I don't blame him. Was he was he the one that said NCAA stood for, um, oh what the hell was it? I can't remember it now. Yeah, but, but yeah, I that remember, was it. I remember yeah. seeing something. I was gonna say yeah, I remember seeing something on my social media about it. Yeah, let me see. I just didn't pay attention here. to who it was or what happened, but um, no, <sighs> NCAA stands for no clue at all, in my opinion. Yeah, so I really was. don't care what they say about that. And he was addressing because the NCAA came out and said that. Listen, we're not counting this as a win for them. Like, that, like that's not how this works. And everybody's upset because the NCAA's came out and said that if this happens in a playoff game, that if you know you you decide you, you guys can't play that day or whatever, that you forfeit and it counts yeah. as a loss. And the team that you know you were going to play against moves on. So he's like, so yeah, that exactly. should that should count as a win for us. And the NCAA's like, no, it doesn't count. And yeah, so I don't blame him. He's He's 100% accurate. Um, but You can't yeah. release a statement like that and then completely go back on your word with yeah. how you handle similar situations. Or, or make special <laughs> like you can't make a special exception for um, the playoffs, but not for every other team. Especially, like, I mean, it'd be one thing, like I said, if it was like the day before, or like a few days before, but the day of, let alone four hours before the game's supposed to start, is, is a little bullshit. Um, moving on, uh, Maryland just steamrolled Virginia Tech. Um, they were they were interviewing Virginia Tech's new head coach. Uh, what's his name, Nick? Brent Pry. Brent what? Brent Pry. Brent. Okay. Um, the former Penn State defensive coordinator. They were interviewing him during the game. Uh, (laughs) and as they're talking to him, Maryland just threw like a seventy-yard touchdown pass, and just like watching his face, just go, oh shit! Like this is gonna be a interesting um <laughs> it was kind of funny to watch uh clemson and iowa state had a really good game um not that they looked good it was just i mean it was, it was close um both offenses looked absolutely horrible it was terrible to watch honestly clemson would move the ball like down the field and then just like fall apart as they got close to the red zone um and then we had oklahoma just steamrolled oregon steamrolled. um it was thirty to three at halftime. Uh, I turned it off after uh, Oklahoma scored their third. No, sorry. I think they drove down the field. Yeah, they scored their third touchdown. Um, Anthony Brown. I'm so glad he's not coming back because every ball he threw was at a receiver's foot. Um, and I just like I understand we had interim coaches. Like we don't have a normal coaching staff. But at what point? Do you not sit there and go, hey, you know what? Maybe we should put another quarterback in. Like, yeah, just, honestly, oh especially God. bowl game. Like you're getting blown out. Uh, they they mounted a little bit of a comeback in the second half. They made it at least they a did. respectable score. Um, like thirty-two to forty-seven or something, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, good riddance, Anthony Brown and the rest of these coaches that just hung hello, Bo Nix, baby. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm sitting there and like I'm, I'm well, I texted you. I'm sitting there watching that game last night. I'm like, oh my God. 
Like, I can't wait for this jackass to be gone. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, we got fucking Bo Nix coming in. Like, it's not any better. So I was like, I don't know what to be more depressed about right now. And I was like, yes. I think, I think you're going to be surprised. As long as as long as long you have a good coaching staff. Yeah. Well, I, the, the one thing I was happy about last night is, I mean, the first half, are we have basically all freshman receivers in. Like, I mean, all of our starting receivers had either declared for the draft or, um, like, Johnny Johnson's hurt. Like, he couldn't play. Um which I feel really bad for him because I love that guy. Um, he was a great team player. I, I'll never forget, like, whenever our running backs had huge runs, there's, like, a clips of him just, like, pancaking dudes on the edge. It was it was great. Um, <laughs> so I really hope he gets a shot at the next level. But we we basically had all freshman receivers in. And the first half, you could tell, like, they were, they were really struggling, dropping a lot of easy passes, things like that. Um, but also, like I said, it wasn't helping that every pass was under their feet. But um, the second half, they they were getting some really good separation on routes. Um, they are fast, and it's it, it's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch them next year. And um, I just like whoever plays quarterback, I don't care. Just get them the damn ball. That's all I want. Um, and then in the Duke's mayonnaise bowl, we had South Carolina over North Carolina. Um, South Carolina coach uh, Shane Beamer gets dumped or dunked in mayonnaise after the game. Uh, which was how about winning a bowl game in his first year as a head coach? Okay. And I mean, especially like they they had a really rough start to the season, and a lot of people didn't think they were going to even make a bowl game, but they went on a run there late. Um, you know, so all signs are pointing up for that team, and which is great. Um, I, he's the son of Frank Beamer, who was a longtime coach of Virginia Tech, and I was a big fan of that coach. Um, and so I'm I'm really excited. I'm I'm rooting for Shane. Um. But yeah, it was it was so funny because if you haven't followed the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl on Twitter, you need to, especially for next year, because yeah. <laughs> their their whole Twitter marketing campaign leading up to this bowl game was just absurd. And it's um, great. I love every minute I, of I it. I feel like I feel like every like five things I was seeing on social media had to do with the goddamn yeah. Mayo Bowl. Like, and they they did a really great job of promoting it. And uh, I mean, kudos to them. I really wanted to go to the game because it was here in Charlotte. But first of all, why the hell are you having an eleven thirty kickoff? And two, the tickets were just a little out of my price range. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So South Carolina gets a big win there. So as of right now, Nick and ESPN fan are uh, are in the lead, tied. Um, now, like we mentioned, we have the big games coming up this weekend. Um, New Year's Day games. The playoffs start this weekend. So I, I'm pretty much out of it. The freaking last two days just killed me. I think I got every game wrong in the last two days, it feels like. Um, so so um, I'll, I'm pulling for you, Nick. But yeah, so playoffs on uh, Friday, a lot of New Year's Day games, which I'm really excited for. Um, oh, you're officially at negative. Sorry to hear that. See, that's what you yeah. get for talking shit for being good at picking college games yeah. early on. Yeah. You, Never good when it counts. It's real in this podcast. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. So anyway, uh, Georgia's terrible recent college game day picking aside. Uh, like we talked about earlier, big games going on in the NFL this weekend. And before we get into those games, I wanted to go over the clinching scenarios a little bit. So um, I'm not going to name every scenario. I was going to say, get, get your popcorn out, kick your feet up. It's going to be a little while. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not listing every single scenario for all these teams. I'm basically going to give it the simple rundown. This would be like a 20-hour podcast if we did that. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm sitting here, the first team on the list is Buffalo, and they got nine different scenarios. Like, it would just, it would take forever. So, anyway, um, with that being said, Buffalo uh, will clinch the, a playoff berth with a win and a Baltimore loss or tie. That is the easiest way for them to get in. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals will clinch the AFC North Division title with a win this weekend. The Indianapolis Colts will clinch a playoff berth with a win. Kansas City Chiefs will clinch the number one seed and the first round first round buy and home field advantage with a win and win and a Tennessee loss or tie. New England will clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Miami loss or tie or a uh, Raiders loss or tie. The Titans will clinch the AFC South Division title with a win or an Indianapolis loss or if they tie and Indianapolis also ties. Um, They will just clinch a playoff berth if they tie and I guess if Indianapolis were to happen to win or something. now to the NFC. The Green Bay Packers will clinch the number one seed first round by and home field advantage with a win and a Dallas loss or tie. The Rams will clinch the NFC West with a win and an Arizona loss or tie. Uh, Philly will clinch a playoff spot with a win, a Minnesota loss or tie, and a uh, Saints loss or tie, or a 49ers win or tie. Uh, and the 49ers will clinch a playoff spot with a win and a New Orleans loss or tie. So with all that being said, not that you'll remember any of it, let's get into the games for this weekend. We got the Chiefs at the Bengals. Uh, this is my pick for game of the week. I'm just going there now, so get ready for it to be an absolute shit show. But tell me, George, who you got one in this one? Um, just just one second, real quick. Um, oh. I'm just gonna say my my uh my go to philosophy with you know all these clinching scenarios. If if I am any of these teams who have a shot at playoffs, it's just win the damn game. Just yeah, like just that, win that's the damn game. and control I like I, control, I understand that like game. yeah we we need to understand what's going on, but it's like yeah, control what you can. Hey, if you, if you went out and you still don't make the playoffs, and you know what you could have. Should have played better throughout the, the rest of the year. But, hey, yeah. you know, you did what you had to at the end of the year. just didn't fall your way. It's like I'm just saying, like like I said, like we were sitting here reading the scenarios before. And I was like, dude, oh, my God. Like, like it's it's so much. Yeah. Like, at some point, they should, like, you don't got to list all that. We don't need to know every reason. Yeah. Like, um, crazy. But, uh, so, yeah, uh, Chiefs at Bengals. I'm, I'm going to go with Chiefs. Um, I think the Bengals are really good right now, and you know they're rolling. Just my only concern is their consistency. I mean, the Chiefs by no means have been consistent this year. Um, just the last few weeks, they definitely looked a lot better. Um, See, so yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs at, at uh, or on the road. Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I, if I pick the Chiefs here, I feel a little better about it because the Chiefs haven't really done me wrong yet this season. I mean, they played some inconsistent games, but, like, I knew they were inconsistent when they were inconsistent. Um, so I feel like they've been on a streak now, so I feel like the Chiefs are my safer bet. But I, I'm I'm going to go with the Bengals here, and they might 
they might bend me over and not use loot, but it wouldn't be the first time this season. And quite honestly, I think that, you know, that game against the Ravens, you know, granted, might not have been the, the you know, top caliber Ravens, but regardless, 500 plus yards, um, Joey Burrow was pissed off and he decided to show that. And I think that they're going to be able to carry that momentum. Um, you know, they got home field advantage. A defense has been playing well. Obviously, that offense has when healthy is great. Um, I, I think the I think the Bengals pulled off this weekend. Uh, but moving on, we have the Rams at the Ravens. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, I mean, Stafford has really struggled the last few weeks, especially last week throwing three picks uh, in Minnesota. Uh, nobody knows who else is coming back for the Ravens yet. It's 50-50 right now on Lamar, at least the last I heard. Um, he was practicing, but he was, like, really, you know, favoring his ankle. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take – I'm going to take the Rams. I think I have to agree with you. Uh, from what I'm hearing, Lamar is not looking like 100% Lamar. Um, who knows how the rest of the team will look um, come game time. Um, the Rams – you know, barring some big COVID outbreak or something, the Rams are looking like the healthier team, looking like the better team. Um, they're catching some momentum as they're getting close to playoffs. OBJ's finding rhythm in the system. Um, they're starting to look good. And, you know, it's really on, on Stafford's shoulders from here on out. This, this team, as long as they're healthy, their ceiling is Matt Stafford's ceiling. And, you know, he's he's shown in his career and he's shown in spurts this season, you know, how good of a QB he can be. He needs to, he needs to play like that every game. Um, you know, now you got two great receivers that you're throwing to on, on top of you know, the help you have elsewhere. Uh, or not else, not just elsewhere, but still in that wide receiver room. Um, you know, there's no reason that he has any excuse to, to be playing badly. So, uh, again, it's it's on Stafford. Um, but that being said, uh, our third just game give of Cooper the week. the ball. That's the, that's the only thing I ask. I just really need him yeah. to have a, a huge fantasy week. Just throw. I don't. I don't give a shit about the rest of the team. Just give <laughs> Cooper Cup the ball all game. That's all. That's all I want. That's all I'm asking, Matt. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Just, just had to get that off the chest. Yeah. Give Cooper Cup the ball. George needs it. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, the game that I'm most looking forward to, hopefully, unless it goes the way I don't want it to go. Uh, we have the Cardinals at the Cowboys. Tell me, George, who is spoiling who here? Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Uh, I just think the Cardinals look like dog shit the last few weeks, honestly. Um, uh, there's just no other way to put it. They're just, they have struggled so hard to find any kind of rhythm on offense. Um, their defense has, has still looked good. They, I mean, they, I really believe they have a top tier defense. Um, but like I said, they just don't have any offensive consistency. The Cowboys have progressed more and more the last few weeks and Dak has found his, his rhythm again. Um, I think it's going to be a really close game. I think this goes down to the wire. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, as much as I don't want to, I'm going to have to agree with you here. Um, 
that you know Dallas defense has been playing lights out. Uh, Michael Parsons, I've been high on him since he was in college. He's an absolute stud. He could have gone to literally any other team in the NFL, and I would have been fine. But the fact that he went to Dallas, I've said it time and time again, just absolutely pisses me off because I knew he was going to be great. I, I didn't think he was going to be this good, but um, especially not his rookie year. But um, defense is playing great. Offense is starting to catch a groove. Um, when one wide receiver isn't producing, another one is. Uh, in the game against us, um, you know, Cooper or Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper. But I didn't want to say Cooper Cup. Cooper uh, caught a lot of passes um, and did a lot for that offense. Um, you know, so they find ways to continue to produce even when you know one of their one of their top guys isn't producing. So definitely hard to stop. The Cardinals have looked like an absolute dumpster fire lately uh, without DeAndre Hopkins. There, that offense struggles, and the defense, it just isn't enough to keep up with, with the Cowboys' offense, in my opinion. So, uh, what could be, for our fourth game of the week, what could be strangely a great game, uh, even though if you tried to tell me that three weeks ago, I wouldn't have believed you, we have the Lions at the Seahawks. Tell me what you think about that one, George. Um, it, it's tankful, man. That's that's what it is. Um. I mean the Lions. If Jared Goff plays last week, they they win. Um, uh, granted, I know at this point they probably don't want to win because you know they just want the better draft spot. But they're also just playing for you know, like a lot of them are playing for their jobs. Um, the coach is probably coaching for his job at this point. Um, and just the way the Seahawks kind of just fell apart at the end last week, I I I really don't know who to pick anymore. Um, I don't know if golf's back this week or not, but if, if golf plays, and this is so me, weird to let say, me, let me double check. If, double if Jared golf plays, I think the lions win. Um, let me see what he's and, looking And like. if they don't, or if he doesn't, then I think the Seahawks win. Um, it also depends on the weather. Cause apparently Seattle can't play in the snow. <laughs> um, which was kind of funny to see it, but it would literally look like they were playing in Chicago last week. Um, yeah, so I think if, if golf plays, Lions win. If he doesn't, the Seahawks win. His status is clearly in some doubt for Sunday. Okay, so that didn't really give me an answer. But anyway, regardless, um, I, I'm right there on uh, right there with you. I, the Seahawks I have started to look better the last two weeks, but also, like you said, kind of fell apart. Um, late this past weekend, the Lions with golf are definitely a better team. Um, but nonetheless, that, that team as a whole in that Arizona game and since that Arizona game has just been playing better. Um, and I'm not sure what it is. The, the lower levels, the, the lower level teams this year have picked it up recently. And, you know, normally when we see teams that one win or zero wins halfway through the season or close to it, they start to, the tank to make sure they get the first pick and teams aren't doing that this year. And I got to respect that. But, um, I, I think if this were in Detroit, it would be a little different, but I'm going to go ahead and pick the Seahawks with this one. Um, and at, for our fifth game of the week, we have a divisional matchup. We have the Vikings at the Packers. Um, usually tends to be a pretty thrilling game. So tell me George, who you got winning this one? Um, 
I'm going Packers. Um, I think I think the the Vikings were just so defeated after last week. Um, I mean I know they're gonna be going out there and fighting for their playoff chances. Um, and they did upset the Packers earlier in the season, but for me, I just think the Packers are on too much of a roll right now. They're really trying to lock up that first seed. Um, so yeah, I'm taking the Packers at home. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Packers as well. Uh. I believe I picked the Vikings um, when they upset them earlier in the season, but that was also in Minnesota. Uh, this is going to be in Green Bay. Uh, now, the cold temperature really isn't going to phase the Vikings or anything, obviously, but um, being in Lambeau, the fans there uh, for a team that's, like you said, been gaining momentum, been looking better and better recently, um, and that crowd and those fans are getting ready for playoff time, so uh, it's going to be a hostile environment. Um, Green Bay will probably run away with this one, in in my opinion. Not that that means much, but anyway. For our last game of the week, uh, we have another big divisional matchup. We have the Browns at the Steelers um, in what we could probably call the AFC North Poop Bowl. But <laughs> who you got? Um, I'm actually going to take the Steelers here. Um, I do think the Browns are the better team. I think they're going to be bouncing back from that well, at least Baker Mayfield is going to be bouncing back from that shitty week he had last week. Um, but at the end of it, for me, it comes down to this is Big Big Ben has announced that this is all but, you know, definitely going to be his last um, game at Heinz Field. Um, he's invited a ton of, you know, former teammates and stuff to come to the game. Um, so I think the Steelers as a whole are going to come together and just elevate their play for that reason. Um, and for me, that... That's enough for me to think that the uh the Steelers are gonna beat the Browns. Alright, that's um I can definitely I can see your point. Um you know, this is the Steelers really like you look at the record and first of all, um sitting just below even really doesn't sound terrible, but when you think about the Steelers and Mike Tomlin and Big Ben like sitting under even sounds absolutely terrible and watching them after watching years and years of, of success and, um, you know, just overall being above mediocre and it just, it's, it's weird to see. Um, I guess I never really realized how much living in PA I actually paid attention to the Steelers, but, um, definitely like, this looks like a team that, that's fighting for something. And I guess that's Big Ben's happy retirement. Um, I, whatever it is, they, they've, there's been fight in them the last couple of weeks. Um, and like you said, the Browns, uh, you know, trying to, they lost a close one, um, you know, trying to, trying to make a right, trying to stay in as much control as possible of their playoff chances, um, what little slim ones they have. Um, but I, I do think that with, the ceremony and or not necessarily the ceremony but the, the aura that's that's going to be around the game and in the stadium that day i think it's going to be in in pittsburgh's favor and i i think pittsburgh's going to take this one it's going to be a great weekend nonetheless it, yeah it's going to be just pure entertainment all weekend oh so uh yeah that wraps up our nfl coverage um previewing this week and all the fun that's to come uh, but in other news, the NHL is finally back from their, their little COVID hiatus. 
Um, now a few games still have been canceled, but the one I am most looking forward to, and I really hope it doesn't get canceled, uh, and it's one of my favorite games to watch every year. Uh, it's the Winter Classic. Um, it's the annual outdoor game um, for the NHL. Now they have added some others. Um, they do. I don't think they've done one in Canada for a few years now. Um, but normally they do a stadium series or two game. Um, but the the Winter Classic is always my favorite. Um, it's the one on New Year's Day. It's always one of the best matchups of the season. It's always in the, some great locations. Um, my favorite one is when they played. Uh, it was uh, Toronto and Detroit. They played at Michigan Stadium. Um, when Pittsburgh played uh, Buffalo, and it was the first ever one um, in Buffalo outdoors. That was just in- insane for me as a kid to watch. Um, I still miss those Penguin powder blue jerseys. Um, <laughs> Penguins have hosted a couple. Against the Flyers and the Capitals, like I say, it, it's just so much fun for me to watch. Uh, this year, the Blues are playing at the Wild in Minnesota. They're going to play at Target Field. Um, I think that's going to be a great game and a great atmosphere. Uh, so that is definitely something to look forward to on New Year's Day. Um, you need a break from all the college football, uh, or you know, it, it gets a little boring watching Penn State just get blown out. Oh. Um, <laughs> just because your team was getting blown out doesn't mean everybody's team is getting blown out. No. Um, but, yeah, uh, d- definitely switch over to TNT uh, and check that game out, uh, at least for a little bit, especially if you're trying to get into hockey. Um, it's, it's a really cool atmosphere to watch on TV. Uh, and it's Okay, George, just at me next time. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. Well, I, I guess, unless it happens to be during the Penn State game, I'll have to try to... To check in on that one uh, i do i remember I, i'm pretty sure i was texting you the one night i happened to scroll up across a random hockey game that was on tv and i was like i don't know why i haven't watched this sooner like i don't know hockey's but, a lot of but, fun yeah hockey's a lot of fun i used to go to hockey games as a kid I, I don't i don't understand i'm just weird i guess but anyway um in other news uh in the nba uh i'm sure probably everybody already knows by now because it's all over social media but LeBron, LeBron James and John Morant absolutely battled in their game the other night. Now, Morant did end up taking the W, um, but LeBron had 37 points, 13 rebounds. John Morant had 41 points, 10 rebounds. Um, both just going off. Uh, LeBron has been putting up numbers like that the last like five game or six games, and the Lakers are one and five, always putting up those numbers. Like, it's it's an absolute shit show over in LA. They gotta they gotta new stadium that people think looks like a vagina like uh, somebody needs to check on la i'm not sure what's going on out there somebody needs to get yeah, their there. arenas always look the same now it's just painted different yeah well i see i don't even see it but apparently it was this big thing i don't know i, I didn't i didn't i don't know how it. people I, have I not just... noticed it before no they're talking about the roof of the staples center it just has that yeah. weird like section down the middle and i get it okay but it should have taken like, you this get... long to realize that no, and, and like, not, I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying people gonna, in general. But yeah, that's if you're even going to reach that far. Like that's, yeah. I, it's, I, I get the general, yeah, it's the general concept. I could see it, but I mean, if you want to start playing that, like it looks like eyeball too, it, it, more like an eyeball than it does. No, if you want to talk like, about a stadium looking like a vagina, <laughs> freaking Texas when they renovated their football stadium, they put like it was supposed, it's supposed to be like the Longhorn logo. In like the one front section of the stadium, but it literally looks like a diagram of a vagina. 
It's, it's I'm looking uh, it up right now because yeah. I haven't. No, it's hold on. Yeah, so it's like the one end zone, and it was like the like the section, um, the season ticket section, and like the really rich people always sit there. It's like box seats and everything, and they <gasps> carved the yes, logo. It is, yeah. Bro. Oh and my they, god! It's supposed to be the logo, and it's like tunnels and everything, but it literally looks like a giant vagina. Oh my god, that is that's great. I just don't know who approved that because it's like, oh my Good. god. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Anyway, moving on from stadium vaginas. Uh, Ricky Rubio is out for the season with an ACL tear, which is disheartening, honestly, because I remember I just seen a post um, about Rubio and uh, Kevin Love playing a game together for the first time since they were on the Timberwolves. So that kind of sucks to see. I always I was like Rubio. I was always rooting for him. Yeah, he's he's a really great player, and especially for the, the Cavs right now, he's, he's a solid leader. Um, he's been, you know, probably the key piece of that team and why they've been so great so far this season. Um, so, yeah, that's a huge blow for them. And, I mean, it sucks for Ricky Rubio because he's – like we, I mean, we both said he's he's a really good player and just a really fun guy to watch. You know, play the sport of basketball. Definitely, definitely. I'm trying to see. Okay, there it is. All right, so we're gonna talk a little bit about the MVP race here. Um, uh, just to recap, uh, Nikolai Jokic, Jokic. I, I'm pretty sure that's I hear it pronounced all the time, and I always forget how to actually pronounce it. So I'm probably saying it wrong. But anyway, uh, last year's MVP. Currently, um, we have Steph Curry uh, sitting in the number one spot um, for the presumed MVP award, uh, sitting at 27 points per game, five rebounds, uh, just under six assists. Um, last week, he was number two. Uh, we have Kevin Durant sitting at number two now. He was number one last week, sitting at just under 30 points per game, uh, just under eight rebounds per game, just under six assists per game. And then Jokic is sitting third. Uh Tell me what you think about that, because because I have a very strong opinion about this particularly this year. But go ahead. Uh, no, you, you go ahead. You, you you tell me first. I I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I think Curry is definitely should be the front runner. Um. So yeah, I, I would say as of right now, I think they have it right. But I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I, I well I agree with you, but um I definitely think you know while Kevin Durant's stats obviously are gonna look better. One, Kevin Durant has been playing without some of his team. That team has been missing starters. You know, him and Harden have kind of been flip-flopping some. Um, but Steph Curry really has just been consistent um, in, in what he's been doing. He's been on the floor. He has been leading the team. Um, kind of like we had talked about for the NFL MVP, I feel like every MVP is, is someone that the team really couldn't do without. And, you know, you can't really argue that when we've seen what the Nets can do without Kevin Durant on the floor all the time. Um, the Warriors without Curry are a completely different team. Um, even if it doesn't always necessarily show up in the stat line, like that team is different when Curry is not on the floor. Cause I mean, it, it's Steph Curry. Like people have to respect him being on the floor enough that like that alone just completely changes everything. But uh, again, like I said, I, I personally believe like, I don't think it's even close you know, when I watch when I watch them play, like Kevin Durant is a great player. I can't argue that he's very talented. Um, and there's where he goes, success follows them. But when it comes to this season, I I think that that Curry is more important to his team than than Durant. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. 
Um, so yeah, moving on. Uh, since the the year is coming to an end, um, we are going to give you our top ten uh, moments of the the past year in sports that we think. Um, it was actually kind of hard to make this list, and not that there wasn't a, like great moments. It was just hard to figure out where a lot of them went, and you know, was one moment greater than the other. Um, yeah, don't don't hate us for this. We pretty much just found ten things and listed them and had no idea where to put any of them. That's supposed to spoil it for him. Um, <laughs> yeah. So starting off, I do have an honorable mention. Um, we uh we have Kyle Larson uh coming back after basically sitting for a whole year out of NASCAR after his uh troubles. Um, came back and he just absolutely dominated the whole season. Uh, and ends up winning the championship. So a great comeback season for him. Uh, Nick, why don't you give us number 10? All right, number 10, we have Baylor winning uh, the NCAA March of Madness, cutting down the, the uh, I totally blanked there for a second, the Nets at the <laughs> end of the season. Uh, it's, it's hard being this dumb. Uh, ruining Gonzaga's perfect season. Uh, obviously, a huge moment. Um, I was watching that game. It was an absolutely just insane energy um it it, i love college basketball sound like a basic white girl right now you just have an insane energy around you just an insane yeah like they're like chakras were real aligned um just kidding no offense to any basic white girls (laughs) (laughs) moving on number nine uh, the Tampa don't Bay worry, Lightning. We'll make fun of everybody on this show, so don't think we don't think we sing, single anybody out. We'll make fun of everybody by the time. I think we make fun of ourselves more than we make fun of anybody. Yeah, probably exactly. So like nobody can even be mad. Uh, number nine, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, win back to back NHL championships. Um, the first team since the Penguins to do it, uh, in uh sixteen and seventeen. Um, yeah, they were just absolutely unstoppable all year. Um, they they have. Kind of found a, a cheat code, um, or a, a way to skirt around the rules, and but that's that's neither here nor there. Nonetheless, it's it's very hard to win two titles, as especially back to back. So yeah, that is our number nine moment. Definitely. Uh, number eight, we have Gonzaga hitting a buzzer beater over UCLA in the final four. Um, again, I I remember watching this. The the shot was insane. Like it went in. Honestly, the one thing that I, this shot is like the only thing that I re- distinctly remember from last year's March Madness tournament, and I remember it because um, Suggs hit the shot and ran over and jumped on top of the one table and yelled to an empty crowd, and like I'll never forget because that was such a like in the moment thing to remember. Like you're gonna remember that, and then you're gonna think, oh, that was in 2020. Like it. Or well, technically twenty twenty one, but during the pandemic, like it, it's just one of those things that will forever be infamous because I, like I said, I just I remember him jumping up on that table, and I'm so used to March Madness and something like that happens, and they're yelling, and the fans are reaching up at him, and now nah, this man was yelling to empty seats, and it was a meme, and I respect Suggs. The shot was great, but I just I'll never forget that. Yeah. Um... It, that was a it's a great moment, um, you know, entering UCLA Cinderella, you know, run to that point. Um, moving on uh, at number seven, we have the Abu Dhabi finale for uh, Formula One with Verstappen winning the race and the world championship. Um, just an absolutely crazy from start to finish. 
okay. An absolutely crazy race from start to finish. Um, there, there's other arguments for which race was you know the best race of the year, but I we just put this one here because of you know the importance to the Formula One championship. It was a title decider, and just the drama that happened in it. Um, so yeah, number seven, the Abu Dhabi finale for Formula One. Yes, and number six, uh, not necessarily something that happened on a field or on a court, but number six. Um, and really, we probably could have put this up higher because it's definitely going to change the game forever. Um, but we have the NIL getting approved, um, obviously uh, completely changing the landscape of of the entire NCAA world and college sports, um, everything, really. Like, you know, there, there's a lot of things that, that are now different even outside of the NCAA. And, you know, it opens doors for video games and and all this different kinds of kinds of shit. You know, for these players to make money. So I, I definitely, um, you know, I I won't say I won't say whether I think it's necessarily good or bad. Uh, I know there's different sides to that argument, and I'm not trying to get into that. <laughs> but I'm just so excited for NCAA football coming back in 2023. Yes, I've been oh. sitting here playing NCAA 14 for like the past two weeks now, and he really has. Yeah. <laughs> I I've honestly contemplated selling my PlayStation because all I use is my Xbox 360, you know. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, a huge moment nonetheless. Um, it, it's really great. For, I think it's great for the the athletes because you know now they can, um, start to make money. And it, not everybody that plays Division One sports or even Division Two or Three, whatever, goes pro. You know that that's just a fact of life. So it's nice that while these kids are out there busting their ass for their universities. Um, trying to make it to the next level, you know, trying to enjoy the college experience. They they can make these deals now, and they don't have to worry about you know getting banned for two years, whatever, getting their school in trouble, so on. Um, so yeah, like you said, there, there's a lot of you know things on both sides, whether it's good or bad. But um, I'm happy for the athletes nonetheless, and I think yeah, it was it was a definitely it was a shocking moment nonetheless. I remember getting the update on my phone. Um, so yeah, a shocking moment nonetheless. But yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. Like the only reason, the only reason you could even be against this is probably if you're from the university who was gathering money off of these, you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-old kids <laughs> off of their talent. Like yeah, but I mean, even then, you're still making your money. Like you don't have to pay the kids. Yeah, well, like, and that's what I can't understand. Yeah. Like, I, I don't. This is great for the kids. It's great for the people who want to support the kids like i i, I don't know Whatever. um anyway moving on number talk- five yeah. <laughs> number five we have the milwaukee bucks winning the nba championship um it was a great series with between them and phoenix phoenix jumped out 2-0 and then milwaukee just stormed back um giannis had 50 points in the in the clinching game um but it, it was a hard-fought series the whole way through it was a great playoffs um you had the Suns ups or not really upsetting, but you know they knock off the Lakers. Um, I think they beat Bronze the first time losing in the first round. Yeah, I think I they beat the Clippers next, or they beat no, they beat them in the the conference finals. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on who they beat in the second round. Um, you, you had the Bucks. They they had to fight the whole way to the finals. Um, <laughs> you know, they had the Hawks try and knock them off. Um, they had to fight the Nets. 
they, they, they did not, neither team had an easy path to the finals. And it, like I said, it was a great playoffs all around. Lots of drama and storylines with people getting hurt um, and so on. But yeah, it was a great moment uh, for Milwaukee finally getting a championship for the first time in, I believe, over 50 years. Um, wow. And, and Giannis, you know, kind of spending himself as, you know, one of the, the greats in, in, in the league. Um, I'm not going to say an all-time great because then everybody's going to be like, oh, just he, – he's he is a great player. Um, and nonetheless, he, he's, you know, getting the recognition he deserves now. Definitely. So uh, moving to another sport, um, a sport that I recently started getting into. I've actually – I stopped in at Dick's the other day, and I was talking to, to the guy there about different grips and stuff. Uh, but we have um, some golf moments. We had Mickelson and – Matsuyama, I guess I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't want to call it. Deki Matsuyama, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, win majors this year. Yeah. And George, I'll have to tell you more about what that means because, again, I don't <laughs> – so, I'm just now getting yeah, into golf. Yeah, I know. So, so um, <laughs> in golf, there's there's four majors every calendar year. There's uh, the Masters, which is arguably probably the biggest one, um, the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, and it's called just the Open. Uh, it's over in uh, England. Um, the reason I picked these two out of the four, um, I mean, all four of them are great tournaments this year, but I picked these two just because Matsuyama is the, became the first Japanese player to win a, a major, um, or excuse me, win the masters. Um, and he did it in, in the, the ending of that tournament was just ridiculous with speed chasing him down. Um, Zalatoris was, you know, right there behind him, but he finished early. So he's. The, the just the clips of him out there warm like trying to, s- to stay warm while he's waiting to see how everything shakes out. Um, the Masters was a really great tournament. Uh, Mickelson um, becomes the oldest player, I believe he's the oldest player now, to win a, a major. Um, him and Brooks Kepka going back and forth at the PGA Championship, and, and Phil doing just enough to keep him behind him. And then of course the memes that came from that afterwards with uh, Bryson and Brooks DeChambeau, or sorry. Brooks and Bryson DeChambeau um, was just a lot of fun. So that's why I picked these two out of the four. Um, but yeah, the great moments on the lesson sports. Um, you, you can go ahead and give us number three then, since I kind of stole number four from you. Yeah, you're right. And you know more about number two than I do too, so that's <laughs> right. Uh, Helio Castroneves, uh won his fourth Indy 500, joining only three others in doing so. That would be A.J. Foyt. Al Unser and Rick Mears. Um, Rest in peace, Al Unser. Yeah. That's, um, George and I talked about it. We had gone out to an Indy 500 a couple years ago. Was that 2018, I believe? Yeah, yeah 2018. Um, uh, I, for anybody, like even if you don't watch racing, um, the Indy 500, the spectacle of it all is is insane. Um, and to these drivers, like to people outside of racing, it's like, oh, well, they just drove in a circle. It's an oval track. Why is winning four of them so impressive? Uh, the Indy 500 it's so hard is, to do. Yeah, um, that's a lot of driving, and I don't know if you've ever gotten in a car and drove in a circle for three hours, but I imagine I haven't. But I imagine it's probably not like. I mean, I mean, it, unless it you're takes, racing somebody, yeah. I, it, there's no way it's fun. Um, you, if you got to go to the bathroom, you're going to the bathroom right then and there. <laughs> there's no stop and get out of your car. Like, right. It's very tiring. Um, yeah, I mean, to be like, steering those cars. Yeah, you're, you're pushing your body to the absolute limit for, like you said, three to four hours. You know, you're driving a car at 230 miles an hour. You know, for 
200 laps, just full throttle. You're, you're giving every, you're giving it your all, and then you need your car to hold up for that long too. And I mean, there's been so many cases over the years. Tony Stewart was leading with I think 20 to go, and his engine blows up. Uh, Fernando Alonso comes over. He's trying to do the triple crown. He's leading, and again, his engine blows up. So just the, the ultimate test of you know a driver's you know abilities and concentration and also the, the, the car's um, durability. Um, but and like you said, the, the spectacle is just so much fun to, I mean, TV, it, you see it, but it doesn't do it justice compared to in person. Um, by far, probably one of the most exciting sporting events I've ever gone to. And that's saying a lot for it being like, like you said, a, a three hours of sitting there in a hundred degree sun, watching cars just turn left. Um, yeah. And your brother drinks all your beer before you get there. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, moving on, number two. Uh, our number two moment of the year is the Braves winning the World Series. Uh, we have this one so high just because um, of how improbable it was. Like Nobody going into the playoffs really gave the Braves a shot. They just snuck in there, um, and they beat the uh, Dodgers uh, three games – or sorry, four games to one. Uh, they were up 3-1. Everybody thought they were going to blow it again like they did the year before. Um, they get to the World Series. They have to play the Astros, who were just red hot. Um, and they, they, they pull it off, and they win their first title since 1996, I want to say. Yeah, 96. Was that? No, 99. No, 96. I don't know why. Yeah, 1996. That's probably wrong, too. Um, That's probably 95. I don't, since the 1990s. <laughs> um. Yeah, so number two, Braves winning the World Series. Yes, sir. And number one, um, I, I, I think we put this one just because of the sheer, like, I, I insanity. Insanity is not even the right word. Like, So uh, number one is Brady winning another Super Bowl uh, with the Buccaneers. Um, you know, obviously, like, they were good all year. It wasn't like they snuck into the playoffs and, you know, wowed their way to the Super Bowl. But just the idea of the years of success that Brady had with Bill Belichick in New England and him going to Tampa Bay and, and proving that he can do it, you know, with without Bill Belichick, regardless of whether in a system still or not. But uh, definitely just it was one of those for a lot of people. It was him cementing him being the GOAT. I mean, and for for me, like, just the way they just manhandled Kansas City all night. Like, they had played earlier in the season, and Kansas City just dominated them. And by no means had they shown the ability to just throttle a team like they did. And Kansas City just, their offensive line was exposed so badly, uh, and they just could not get anything going all night. And, you know, Brady just picked apart their defense all night. And for me, it was just more so surprising. and the way they, they beat up on uh, Kansas City. Yeah, but yeah. so that uh, um, that wraps up our top 10 for the year. Uh, you guys, let, let us know what you think. What moments did we miss? Uh, what, what do you think is your, or should be number one? Um, make sure you head over to Twitter and Instagram and let us know. Um, we're going to be posting a TikTok video about this later. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, that wraps up our episode for tonight. Um, so much going on this weekend. It's gonna be a lot of fun to uh to cover. Definitely. I can't wait for can't yeah. wait for Tuesday's episode. We, we are uh 
probably going to have to set up a, a, uh, a watch along here soon, either maybe for the national championship or maybe the Penn State game Saturday. Who knows? Um, maybe. But yeah, nonetheless, it, it's going to be a great weekend of, of football, basketball, hockey, you know, w- whatever sport you're into. Um, but nonetheless, have a great weekend. Enjoy it. But also, please stay safe out there. Uh, New Year's is, is definitely a dangerous time to be out and around. Um, so look after yourself, look, that, look after your friends and your family, uh, be responsible, and have a lot of fun. Make good decisions, kids. Yeah, make better decisions than we do. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, as right, always... Everybody, everybody take care of Enjoy the sports this weekend. Yeah, thank you, and we will see you guys next Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon.